episode of Working Life, the podcast dedicated to telling the inspiring stories of amazing people in the charity and not-for-profit sector. I'm Jael Woolley. And I'm Victoria Dillon. And we are the co-founders and directors of The Talent Set, the marketing recruitment experts. And together, we are your hosts on the show. We hope you enjoy it. Today, we're going to be speaking to Nicola Dillon and Liz Jones, the Jobshare Head of Communications at Great Ormond Street Hospital Children's Charity. Both have had impressive careers in media and communications with the charity sector. Thanks, Nicola and Liz, for joining us today. We are keen to discuss job sharing in the charity sector. We're definitely seeing an increased demand from candidates wanting to work in job shares. And so we are very keen to hear from you about how you make it work, how you found the job, and generally a little bit more around job sharing in the charity sector. We hope you enjoy listening. Tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and how you came about job sharing. Really interested to to hear how people kind of meet their match, if you like. So it was um, about eight years ago now um, that um, Nicola and I passed first cross, and I was just I was working as a senior media manager at UNICEF UK, and I was just about to go on maternity leave, and I was part of the interview panel um, for my replacement, and Nicola was one of the candidates and um got the job um and at the time I thought oh, I'd really get on with her um but then I obviously went on maternity leave for a year and, and we didn't work together but during that time the job that um sh- that I had been doing and then she picked up had got much bigger and there was a decision made at UNICEF UK that it would be really the re- the resource needed to be um split into two roles um because I wanted to come back four days a week um but the actual demands of the role were more kind of six or seven so it was felt actually what and people had really enjoyed working with Nicola and she'd done a really good job and it felt like actually what would work well for the organization is if the role became two people four days a week um it wasn't a job share per se um we had quite separate projects um and we were managing separate people um, and we were in the office together on two days a week um, and then we both had one day off. Um, I would say when I was on maternity leave I found initially the conversations about my role being split and working alongside somebody else quite difficult um, because it's a, it's a funny time when you're not in the organisation that you work for and changes are being made for your, to your job and I was quite looking forward to coming back and really shaping the team and I thought actually am I going to be able to do that with somebody alongside me? I felt you know if I'm being really honest slightly uncomfortable about if would people think that she had done a better job than me and how would that work with both of us so I I was slightly um, had a bit of trepidation at first about how it would work but we were kind of left to agree amongst ourselves how we would split the role Um, we we were and it, it could have it could have gone one way or another and it could have been it could have worked really it could have been really difficult um but we were really respectful of what areas each other wanted to work on and we kind of we came to a, a compromise that worked for both of us um and from the beginning we we just seemed to get on really well we've got quite different backgrounds and quite different ways of working and as somebody who was coming back into the role to work alongside somebody that had done it for a year um and was quite nervous about it it, it quickly became quite comfortable I don't know if you want to give your side of it Nicola yeah so I'm Nicola and I'm Liz's other half as I describe myself (laughs) I think um yeah I think it was you know as as Liz said it you know it could have been one of those situations that was quite awkward but actually it was really quickly very very comfortable and I think for the first time when I've done various iterations of kind of part-time working and you know you always end up doing 
five days in four or five days in four and a half. Um, and actually, it was probably the first time on that day off that I knew that I could disconnect from work and really focus on family and that if I was needed that Liz would have phoned me and um and that that was really I think that was a really critical point for me in realizing actually how beneficial a job share can be and actually having someone that you totally trust who is doing a brilliant job and will contact you as needed um you know it was brilliant and so actually when the opportunity came up at, at um, where we are now at Gosh Charity, um, you know, it just, it, it, you know, it just felt felt like the right option for us. And, you know, I was really clear coming back to work for my second child that I just, I was really wanted to be very clear around the kind of parameters for work because I like to, you know, you like to give your all to everything. And I wanted to feel like at home I was giving my all as well as at work and trying to do various iterations of of hours and across weeks just felt to me like I was pulled in lots of different directions. So. I was quite honest around the parameters of coming back to work, what I could give. And actually a job share really has allowed me to do that. And also for for Liz as well. So how do you split your week between the two of you? So Liz works Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, and I work Wednesday morning, Thursday and Friday. So we have one day um, Thursday, which is a crossover day where we know we try and do planning um, team meetings, that kind of thing. Um, And actually it's a really critical part of the job share I think having that time together um and I think when we were first looking at it we hadn't really thought how important that would be but actually it was definitely something I would recommend having that one kind of crossover day in the office it's really beneficial yeah definitely and um what do you think is you know for, for listeners what do you think is really important uh like attributes for a job share partner um, because you guys obviously knew each other before, but not not everyone does know each other before, so it's maybe a bit more of a sort of risk, if you like. Um, when I when I so friends often ask me about um, the job share because it's something I think that a lot of people would really like to do, and they're just not quite sure how to go about doing it when there's not somebody who already fits the role as your job share partner um, in your working life. Um, but I think um, that and, and when Nicola and I started working together in that kind of it was it was more of a loose job share at UNICEF UK. We didn't know each other. So it was it was a it was a bit of a punt for the organisation as if it was if it would work. And our manager at the time kind of felt that actually I know them both quite well. And I think they really will work well together. Um, so it was credit to her for kind of helping to push that forward. Um, the attributes that I would say are you really need to be able to trust the other person because without that it can become quite a difficult relationship and Nicole and I really quickly got to the point where we really trusted each other and that's not about always having the same opinion or always making the same decision it's about trusting that if your if your job share your job share partner can make a decision and even if that's different to yours you will back them up um you won't undermine that um you will speak as one voice um and i think we've we've often talked in our in our job share partner about how important that is and also how important that we're not competitive with each other and we want to work together to kind of achieve the objectives of comms and media for the for the organization as a whole and it's not about one of us trying to kind of look better than the other we're a real partnership and i think for us that is the the kind of the trust and the mutual respect that we have for each other are really important um to make it work and make it work for the team and make it work for the organization yeah i would agree and and just to add to that you kind of you share each other's successes which can be hard as well as sharing 
things that don't go wrong, you know, don't go right. And that's that's hard as well. So I think you have to be of a certain personality where you're able to do that. Um, and I think trust is so critical. Um, but also, I think it's about good comm skills and really getting your kind of handovers down to a T. So you're not spending hours doing them, but you're finding ways to making sure that, you know, you're getting the critical information across. Like, I spoke to our director to say, you know, what? how does she feel just coming into this? You know, is there anything she would want to say? And she said, you know, making it seamless is what's really important. Sometimes she forgets who she's spoken to, but she just knows it's happening. She kind of doesn't know who it was. It was one or other of us, but it, it's happened and it's going to work. You know, it's, it's going to be done. So um, I think it's just sort of trusting each other and being able to really communicate actually key decisions or key information in a really careful way so that you're not actually spending your time handing over but you're spending your time delivering the, the role and the job when, when we first started at, at gosh um we together we spent quite a lot of time doing a kind of terms of reference for our job share partnership that was looking at how we would work together how we would work with the team what we would do if we had a disagreement around something and and i think that really helped how we would like manage how we would oversee all the different projects so the way we do it is that we lead on certain aspects but the other the other person it always knows enough to be able to pick up in meetings or to deal with an issue if an issue arises on it but to just make sure that we keep driving things forward in the way that you would if you just had one person we have somebody that owns projects and has that kind of time to invest in them more um so we're not duplicating as well um but i think that terms of reference for us really helped kind of set the scene of how we wanted to manage it um and how we wanted to work with others both in the team and also our peers across the organization and i would really recommend if you are going into a job share having that having that kind of conversation right at the beginning because you then also can make sure that you're on the same page um, and that hopefully I mean we, I can't actually think of a time that we've ever really disagreed with something can no. you if I'm not no. tempting fate here and this will happen <laughs> no, I, think, I think we do have you know we have differences of opinions as to you know where where you know advice particularly on projects but I think with comms you know there's no right or wrong way often in it and actually it's about kind of you know, working through what could be the best option. So sometimes we will come at things differently, but actually really respect each other's um, point of view and advice. And most of the time, you know, we're, we're pretty aligned. So yeah, there hasn't been anything over that time that's been um, something we've really disagreed on in terms of approach, I don't think. And that's so promising to hear, especially when you didn't actually know each other before you worked together at UNICEF. Although I expect you get to know each other quite well very quickly um, when you're doing a, a job share. But from our research, you know, one of the biggest things that we hear is that employers are worried about hiring, you know, one half of the job share. And, you know, perhaps they have somebody that does want to work part time and they're considering a job share. But there seems a real fear about how they go about finding that second person to job share with them. And, you know, from what Giles and I see, there's huge demand from candidates. So there's almost more applications for a job share. But it's interesting that that seems to be something that's gone so smoothly for you. You've not had issues, but from an employer point of view, seems to be quite a big, a big concern. Yeah, I mean, I think when we when I said I wanted to come back to work part time at Gosh Charity, um, we went out externally to recruit the other part of the job share. And I would say having recruited lots of posts, you know, I've been in the, in the charity over five years, we had a huge number of candidates and really, really strong candidates. Um, so, you know, Liz was was part of, a, you know, a huge number of people that applied for the job. And so I think 
you know my experience just reflects that really Victoria that actually you know there really is um, an appetite out there for really strong comms professionals to do a job share um, and you know our experience was that we had that you know we had great candidates and so any employer thinking about it you know if you're going to do it you know you, you will probably be in the same place I definitely think we've got stronger candidates and a larger number than we had for most of our other comms roles um, that, you know the, the previous couple of years for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. The, the talent that you can get for job shares, you know, I just think you get so many people that really want to work part time. But especially in comms, it seems to lend itself very well to job shares. And I think it'd be interesting to get your opinion on the types of job that might work best at job shares like comms, where, you know, it's not perhaps a traditional nine to five job that if there is something that comes up, then you might need to be on call. And if you're working part time, I guess, like you said, Nicola, you want your day off to be, you know, your day off and not having to, to check on your phone. So do you feel like comms sort of particularly lends itself to being good job shares? Because I think that's where we've seen most of them in sort of media, sort of the comms type of disciplines. It's Yeah, it's interesting you say that because um, I, I think medium comms could have quite a it could be quite a challenge as well if you've got a breaking story that one of you is working on and then the next one has to pick up the other day and making sure that's seamless and the approach is seamless it's it is it can be quite a challenge um and when we started the job share somebody a couple of people said to me oh i'd be really interested to see how you get on I work in events and I just I never think that my job would be one that I could job share so I would be really interested to see how it works for you and I guess I would challenge and say I think any job can can be done in a job show and you have some really good examples of like um when Caroline Lucas and Jonathan Bartley job shared the leadership of the Green Party and for me if you can have um if you can have two polit if you can have two people leading a political party seniority is no barrier to doing a job share and the nature of the role shouldn't be a barrier to doing a job share um and so maybe I, I, it'd be interesting to know why there are more people doing it in a comms and media space um but i i would really say from our experience that any role can be done in really well in a job share and, and it doesn't matter about the level of seniority if if you find the right partner and your organization is really open to making it work and your director or your your line manager is really open to making it work it, it, it can it can be really beneficial for everyone in in, in any, any in any role and at any level i would say Yes, and the, the chief executives of Friends of the Earth are a job share as well, aren't they? So I guess that's a really good charity example where, you know, again, it doesn't matter the seniority, um, that that's working really well for them. It started as an interim and then they've been appointed permanently. So it's clearly gone gone well. So that's a, a good sort of, you know, example to the rest of the sector. And I mean, the public sector as well has a lot more job shares than you find in the sort of not-for-profit world. Um, and I, I don't know if it's a cultural thing that the public sector does tend to be slightly ahead in being able to offer more job shares. And certainly you see more adverts for roles that will consider job shares. Do you think the charity sector is going to be able to sort of follow suit? Do you think we will see more job shares coming about now, you know, maybe with the extra flexible working due to the pandemic? Um, I think the more job shares there are, the more and the more successful they are, I think more likely people are going to be more willing to do them. Um, I think it's just so important to show the benefits and and 
and why why they work I think that's you know showing by doing is always a really important way for for it and I think you know over the last year everyone's had to change the way they work and have had to be much more flexible and um you know the patterns have changed for everyone so I think that things will change probably quite you know much more broadly in terms of work flexible working across the sector um and I think that hopefully that will be in the you know in the interest of people who are applying for job shares in the, in the future yeah, it's like a modern way of working, really, isn't it? Job shares. So hopefully now's the time where we will start to see organisations more open, more open to considering different ways of working, one of which is, is job shares. And I um, think it's the point you were saying, um, we were saying earlier as well about um, that loads of people applied for the job share role at Gosh Charity because they are in, in big charities, they are still fairly few and far between. And I think if the if the sector wants to keep attracting the right people for the right roles, they they need to respond to kind of the demand from him, from the candidates as well. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing that already in the like organisations offering more flexible working, um, and it feels like the job share is is the next step for that. We see quite a lot of um, jobs advertised saying, um, you know, they're permanent full time roles, and they say, you know, we will consider flexible working. But, but that's it, really. It doesn't go further than that. We don't often see permanent full-time roles with the option of job sharing. So unless you've got one, per, you know, if you've got one person already in the role wanting to job share, that's when we see it much more often. You know, when you're recruiting the other half, rather than clients looking at job share if they're recruiting from scratch. I think that is a much harder you know much harder sort of opportunity for job sharers yeah and I think quite often when people think about job shares they think about the advantages to the employees um, rather than necessarily the advantages that the charity or the organization gains so it would be really good to hear from you about what you actually think are the benefits to gosh charity about having job shares or or sort of organizations generally why they should consider it from like actual the benefits that it can provide the the organisation? I mean, I think from our perspective that the organisation gets two um, two sets of experience and two sets of knowledge and, you you know, you've got two for the price of one almost is kind of the way one of our team described it. They feel like they've got really great experience learning from two different people. Um, and I think our skill sets are also slightly different. So, you know, there's areas that Liz is much stronger than I am and vice versa. And you kind of make sure you're getting a much broader package by having both of us. Um the other benefits, I think, are in terms of kind of retention and, and role modelling, really. You know, there's, there's people in our team who have said that they, you know, they want to know that they can progress and that they, you know, that when they want to have a family, then their career is not going to stagnate. But there's options that they can keep being fulfilled at work and keep moving forward within the, you know, within career progression. And so um, I think from that perspective, it, it's it's really good as well. And there's also, I think we kind of minimise the impact almost on our own director I think we, we definitely you know support each other at a peer level you know things that I would normally have been going to my director for I actually would speak to Liz about and we kind of tussle about issues or think about different ways of doing things that I might necessarily have having to be doing that with the director otherwise so I think it, sometimes it can minimize the kind of you know the, the impact on your kind of line manager as well so I think there's all sorts of benefits Liz I don't know if there's any others you want to add um, I'd say you would attract much more diversity of candidate if you offer um, a job share. Um, and 
for thinking about kind of in a specifically comms head of comms media role um we often have stuff that comes up at weekends um sometimes it can be quite big and if you if if it was something that was really big and um you'd have two of us here that could manage it and so i do really think you get two for the i mean it's two it is two for the price of one um and for Nicola and I, because we have quite a different back, we have quite different backgrounds, and we often come to things quite differently. Um, we really challenge each other, and I think the ultimate outcome, or the the ultimate outcome that we get from projects, is much better because it's had both of our heads than just one of them. Um, and I think for the organisation, obviously, that's a real benefit because it it kind of it it helps us drive things forward in a way that we wouldn't be able to do if it was just one of us. I mean, that sounds great to me. I mean, there's an awful lot of benefits there, isn't it? And especially from the, I guess, the line management perspective that you sort of, in a way, manage each other, um, you know, to, to have two of you with completely different backgrounds so you can learn from each other. So it sounds like the perfect setup to me, which which is why we're keen to see more of them in the sector. Uh, one of the other things that people have um, mentioned before is that actually burnout seems to be a really big topic at the moment um, within people working either four days a week or full time and that they do get to a stage where actually they they burn out and I guess with a job share again from a sort of like a motivation point of view and an engagement point of view I'm at much less risk of that type of sort of burnout and the well-being that you can get from a, a job share as well. Um, I totally agree and I think that over the past year that's really shown it um it's it's not been an easy year for anyone it kind of in a in a professional or personal capacity um I have four young children at home and there's absolutely no way that I could do this job on four days a week and also make sure that I look after them in the way that I want to being as a mum um and knowing I, I do I do three days and knowing on the days when I'm not in and Nicola's there that I can totally switch off and be with them and not have to worry about anything work related and sometimes we call each other on our days off if we want to check something or um we just want to get a second opinion and that's totally fine because it's my peer and it's my kind of partner that's calling me it's a totally different dynamic to if it's your director or your chief exec and just knowing that if there is a problem that she can ring me so I don't have to think about it or worry about it it just means that then when I come back in and it's one of my working days I feel really recharged and it means that when I'm working I can really focus on work and when I'm at home with my kids I can really focus on them and for me I just I just don't think that I would be able to balance my work and home commitments um at this level um on my own and when I thought about coming back into I had a couple of um, I had about 18 months out whilst after I had my twins and the thought of coming back into a job either on my own at a senior level or at a lower level because I didn't feel that I could do a challenging job on my own would have been quite dispiriting um but knowing that I could come and do a role that was really going to challenge me at a level that I really wanted to be at with somebody who I knew that I worked really well with and together we could really benefit the organization um that that for me was kind of the perfect setup um and and without it i just would i just wouldn't be able to do it it's kind of a no-brainer and to add to that point as well particularly around the burnout i think that actually the organization gets five full days of really full-on attention from us because I think because we're able to sort of step out and do you know on those days we're not working and switch off when we're in we're we're fully on and also because we have so much respect for each other like we really like work hard I don't want to when I finish be handing the load of stuff over to Liz that I feel like 
I should have done so I you know I'm really careful we're, we're very mindful of each other and respectful of each other so actually I think that the organization really gets us fully really 100% in the way that maybe you know if you're working four days and you've got your family at home and you're getting to the end of the week you, you know you'd probably be struggling a bit and um, I, I definitely think that it, it benefits from that perspective. Yes, you, I can see that because normally in a week you'd have sort of like your natural ebb and flow of energy, wouldn't it? And I guess if you if you're handing over sort of every two or three days, you've got natural deadlines <laughs> that you need to um, need to hit before you hand it back. Just from a practicality point of view, because I know loads of people are really interested in like how, from a practical point, it works. Do you do things like, do you share your email addresses? Do you work on the same projects? How do you line manage your team? Like, are you able to tell us a little bit about the actual practicalities of how it works? Um, yes, yeah, so we, we put quite a lot of thought into this right at the beginning of our job share to think about how how are we going to make it work so it works for us and also for the team. Um, and we had quite a long debate about whether we should have the same email address. And, and from our research with other people that job share, some people some people do and it works really well for them and others don't. We took the decision to not have our own, um, to have our own email addresses and just to copy each other in um, when so that they were in the loop um, because otherwise we thought we were going to be going through loads of sent items to see what see where the conversation was at and and for us it just felt like it, it worked better um, and we're a year and a half in now and I think it's it's it was definitely the right decision for us. In terms of um, line management, we've thought it was really important for the team that although we're a job share, they have a really clear line manager um, who does their one-to-ones, who does their appraisals, who does their performance development, um, so that it didn't feel like it was really disjointed for them. So we do have clear line manager reports, but then obviously if there's if there's an issue when that person isn't in then Nicola has an understanding so she can pick up on that um, but it just we felt that that sense of continuity for members of the team was really important but like I said previously in terms of actual big strategic big projects um, we do identify a lead on one so that um, we're not duplicating so that things still get driven forward um, but then the other one who's not leading on it still has the level of understanding that they need to be able to pick up if there's so we don't say oh you can't meet till Thursday because I'm not until then Nicola will go instead of me um, so it, 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 we try to make it as seamless as possible it does require um, kind of we often talk on a Tuesday night when I'm finishing and she's taking over um, and on a Sunday evening um, but for us that's kind of one of the like a, a necessary thing to make the job share work and that means that when we are off we can really switch off because we've made sure that the other one is completely briefed on what's happened and what might be coming up. What about like the stakeholders like internally are they done by project or you know how does do they meet with both of you how does that sort of internal sort of relationship part work we did we did identify at the beginning um kind of our key peer, our key internal stakeholders and in the same way that we um wanted to have kind of clear line management responsibility and also kind of one lead on big projects we did also identify key people in the organization that we would manage and build relationships with as as one of us rather than both of us having to go to fortnightly catch-ups because um, I think one of the key things to making it work is being really efficient with your time and recognizing when you both need to be in something and recognizing actually when you can divide and conquer so for example if a new director would start um, we would then we would have a joint induction with them so that we can talk to them about kind of how 
comms works at Gosh Charity, but also how we work together and how we can work with them. But then in that kind of more longer term relationship management with key stakeholders, like other heads across the organisation, we identified ones that we would take on individually. And then we kind of make sure that we keep each other kind of engaged and up to date on on the key things from their teams but it just makes us a bit more streamlined um but identifying those meetings or those relationships where you both need to be present all the time and those where you can build them separately but you're still seen as one one job um Mm -hmm. i think is a really important way to make it work because otherwise you'll find that you kind of spend all your time in meetings together and don't actually get Mm -hmm. to do the and we'll just we, add to that, I think, because Gosh Charity is not huge. I think that we established enough now, I think, that actually some of that's kind of um, almost moved on in that people know to come to us. And for us, it's really about just being really clear when it's both of us or when it's one of us coming to a meeting. And I think people also know that if one of us is there, that we, you know, it will be that seamless piece. That they don't have to have us both there because actually it will just be communicated on. So I think it's kind of over the year and a bit that we've been doing it it's kind of transitioned a bit um and I think it's that's the result of being a little bit more established in the organization from some research that we were when we were doing it and speaking uh, you know speaking to lots of people they were saying that you kind of have to remember that you are one voice so if you do go to a meeting with two of you the the rest of the people in the meeting it can feel like quite intimidating because it's like two people but you have one voice so you know if if the meeting's just with one other person Obviously, normally it, it would just be a one-on-one meeting. So they were saying you have to be so careful that, you know, this is with someone else that we were talking to, that you're not like overly intimidating in the meeting, coming as two people as opposed to one. I thought that was quite interesting. I would never have thought of that. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. a bigger organisation. Um, it's, it's something that's useful for us to think about, actually. One, one, the mantra that we've tried to live by since the beginning of the Job Share Partner is this, if, if you've told one of us, you've told both of us so that our team as well I think it's really important they don't feel they have one conversation with us one day and then the next the one the, Nicola will come in and then she doesn't know anything about it and then you have the same conversation again like making sure that we are that we are really good at communicating I think is is one of the key one of the really key important things for making sure that it works for the team but also for the organization I mean you make it sound really seamless to be honest it sounds like you know from day one that you've had or very well organized perhaps that part of it as well that you've had your your terms of reference set out really clearly and in a really good example of how it can work day to day with some great benefits for the organization so i really hope that we do see more job shares in the charity sector but off the back of it because the demands there and because of all of those benefits you've talked through i mean having had that conversation and your head of comms at you know gosh charity you would hope that would give other organisations real confidence that they can offer the same to people. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you've got two people who are really keen to make something work, you know, you know they're going to put the extra in. And I think that we've always approached that, you know, for us, we really love working together. We love the organisation. We really wanted it to work from day one. So that's why we've kind of put as much into it as we can. And also there's a sense of responsibility to other women in the organisation you know, to make it work so that we can kind of pave the way for anyone else who might be looking to do it. You know, there is another um, job share in the organisation before us, but at kind of head level, we've been the first one. And so I think both of us kind of came into it with that slight responsibility on our shoulders as well. And I would say that the last year has been a real challenge for working in a job share. I think 
in the last 12 months, Nicola and I have seen each other maybe twice. And when you're doing a job share and not being able to have that face to face contact in a way that you normally would in an office, it, 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 it adds an extra layer of challenge to what is already to what is something that you, you do have to put a lot of time in to make sure that you get it right. But I think kind of having worked as we have for the past year, kept the show on the road for want of a better phrase. <laughs> Kind of, it's really shown to us that that, that we that we can that it can work and it can be a really good, a really good thing for not just the people doing the job share, but also for the wider organisation. Yes, and obviously you wouldn't have worked together that long, really, before you know the first lockdown. So maybe six months before um before lockdown. So you know a good amount of time to to get things up and running, but not a huge amount of time. So yes, I imagine a big big change to deal with in a. I'm a new job. Who would have thought it a year ago? Oh, I know. Gosh, thank goodness schools are back open and so we can go back to some sort of normality now. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to add? Is there anything else you wanted to, to share that you think people would really like to hear about or could be useful for helping them go about finding a job for a job share? I know that's obviously a very difficult thing to do if they're not advertised, but, but any tips you might have to help people? I'm not sure we've got tips for that. I, I mean, I suppose there's more to be said around kind of the, cha- you know, the challenge for organisations to be really thinking a bit outside what they're used to and, and what's kind of, you know, people opt for what's they, f- you know, feel is easiest for them and which is they, they're used to doing. And actually it's about sort of stopping and thinking, being open to sort of new things and actually seeing the real benefits from, from doing that. And, I don't know, with sort of focus on equality, diversity, inclusion, you know, this is a really important, you know, way to include, you know, really skilled, mainly women, but, you know, I'm sure there's men who want to do job shares as well in in the workplace. And so I think that um, it's it's a sort of challenge to really stop your your sort of old ways of thinking and trying to think afresh and um, and be open to new ideas. I'd say as well, a couple of times I asked about um, pre-Gosh Charity about um, would an organisation accept job shares or people applying as job shares? And the response was, well, you'd both have to apply as individuals. And then if you both got through the rounds, then we might consider it. And it just felt like such a, oh, I'm just not even going to put myself there. (laughs) So kind of thinking about how you can make, how organisations can make to can encourage people to apply as job shares um, rather than it being something that you have to fight for I think would really make a difference. It's a lot of effort isn't it to go through a job application and interview processes before knowing whether they can consider a job share or not so it's a lot of time and effort for not actually knowing whether it would ever be considered so yeah I, I think that's a really valid point that then the application process would definitely need to be improved. And yeah, and on diversity and inclusion as well, I think it makes such a difference if you've got different work patterns available in an organisation, you're automatically going to attract a more diverse range of employee. And, you know, we've seen if people go into part-time roles, again, there's not that many of them. And they also tend to be you know, capped out. You don't get a huge amount of senior roles that are are genuinely part-time. And so, again, you sort of end up with some really highly skilled people that are sort of working at a much lower level than they would be for their experience. So, job shares is a really good way of of tackling that as well. So, 
you know hopefully the world and the, the working world is is moving on and this can be the time that we can um see more job shares coming about so thank you i think this example is going to really help people and hopefully create more job shares in the charity sector thank you very thank much you.